0: Good morning, Northwest. Okay, a little bit better than that, please. You can't be less loud than I was. Good morning, Northwest. You know what I heard? All the people online were louder than that. Wow, I heard them all from the office. Good morning, guys. Welcome, this is the last Sunday of 2015. I'm gonna say that I'm excited. And one of the reasons I'm excited to be here is because I believe that what I'm going to be talking about and sharing this morning is a key for some of you here. Many people come to Pastor Mark and myself and the pastors on staff here, and, we, and they say, I believe that God has something more for me. I believe that God has something more for my family. I believe that there's more to life than what I'm experiencing, And you wonder, what is the piece to the puzzle? And puzzle's not the right word, but you all are friends, and so you'll work with me here. You're wondering, what is that next place? What is that next piece that I need to do to feel the blessing that I know God has in store for my family. I know God has purposed to bless my family. I know that. The word teaches that. And I have that revelation in my heart. But I feel like there's just something that's stopping me from entering into that stream of full blessing from God. And so what I want to talk about this morning is going to bring peace and joy to your heart. Amen? Amen? Because this is something that, of course, it speaks to me, and I want to share it with you. And we're talking about giving God the sacrifice of worship. And never one to shrink from a challenging portion of Scripture are we here at Northwest. So if we can speak about Noah on Christmas, we can speak about the sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac as we close Advent. So we're going to pick a very difficult passage of Scripture, but I've chosen this because it's the first place in the Bible that the word worship mentioned and the roots of this word and in the passage go so deep that we, we we tend to miss some of what worship means as we come together corporately and as we worship privately in our home now we all understand that one cannot take the place of another our private worship cannot take the place of all coming together like we have this morning And us coming together like we are today cannot take the place of what we do as private worship to God. We understand that worship includes many things. It includes singing and dancing and clapping and twirling and words and an attitude. Uh, The actual word worship means to, to prostrate yourself, to bow down low before God. But as we read this scripture today, and we're going to end with a worship service, so my points will be short, they'll be sweet, and they'll be packed with meat. But I believe, and I know, that God has a word specifically for you, for your heart, for your family, and it will take you to that next place, maybe you're ankle deep in what you feel like God has for your family. Today's word will take you to your knees, and it will take you to the next place so i ask you to open your heart to let god minister to you to let god speak to you and to hear his voice amen now as i said though this is the first time that the word worship is mentioned in the scripture so i thought it was important to see what the bible has to say about it genesis 22 sometime later god tested abraham's faith Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I read this, I'm like, oh, because the Bible says in in James that Abraham was a friend of God, and God still saw the need to test Abraham, to see what was in Abraham's heart, for Abraham to see what was in his heart. And so, whenever I read this, I, I, I know that if Abraham's faith needed testing, guess who else's faith needs testing? And it's not something that we enjoy, it's not something that we want, but it's something that's necessary. So this is the test that Abraham went through. Now we understand, We, when we read the scripture, we have the, 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 the sight to see the, the rest of the story. And this account, this true account happened before the, the law, the Ten Commandments was given. So Abraham is being fully obedient to God. And we know that God would not require this of us, but Abraham did not know that. And Abraham is, is, is going to see where his heart and allegiance lies. So sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. And right there, I'm thinking, well, God, why do you say that's his only son? Because we know he had another son, Ishmael. But this is referring to, it. there's a lot of um, references back to Jesus and what is is coming and the cross. And so Isaac here is referred to as his only son because he is the begotten son. He is the son that was promised to Abraham. He is the son through which the promises and the, the blessing of God will come through his family. So go to the land of Moriah, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Now this is a shocking, shocking passage of scripture. And if you're shocked, you know, we're all shocked when we read this. But we know that this, besides actually happening, is referring to the sacrifice that God would make with his son, where he did not stay his hand with his own son. But here's what Abraham is walking through. So the next morning, Abraham got up early, early obedience, ready obedience He saddled his donkey, took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering, set it out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, you can imagine how quiet that trip must have been. All the way, Abraham knowing what he had already decided in his heart he was going to do, he was going to obey God no matter what. There was no leaning of loyalty to anything other than what God had asked him to do. So I can imagine it was a very quiet journey. It wasn't something that they could get to in an hour's time. It took two days of walking and riding to get there. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there. And then we will come right back. This is the first thought of what true worship is. Abraham is is, is saying, I am obeying God, and in my obedience to God, I am worshiping God. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire, the ember, or the coal, and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Dad, You know what's coming? Dad? Yes, my son. We had the fire and we have the wood, but where is the sheep for the offering? Where is the thing that we're going to offer to God? It's hard to read with tears in your eyes. Abraham answered, "God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God told him to go, Abraham built an altar, arranged the wood. Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. Can we even comprehend that? We can't. We can't even comprehend that level of obedience, that level of submission to God. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven Abraham, Abraham, here I am. Don't lay a hand on that boy, the angel said. No, you got you to wonder about Abraham because this wasn't his idea in the first place. He's just being obedient and all of a sudden they're going, no, stop, go, no, stop. I just love it. Abraham, God bless him. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel replied. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. I, I think that's an interesting statement that the angel said. You have not withheld from me your son, your only son. It's interesting because you, you know, he could have, the angel could have said, now I know that you truly love God. You love, me, you love God so much that you wouldn't withhold this thing that you love more than life itself. But he didn't say that. And he could have said, Now I know that you really trust God. Trust God with everything, with with your your future, with the future promises I have made to you. Now I know that you really trust God. But it says, now I know that you really fear God. Now we understand that fear in this word is referring to reverence and honor, that you really have an awe for God. It doesn't mean that you're afraid of God. You have not withheld from me your son. Then Abraham looked up, saw a ram caught by horns in a thicket, he took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named that place, no. He named it the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Amen. The first thing I want us to know about this before we worship God is that worship is a sacrifice. When Abraham said, we are going to worship God, he knew he was going to sacrifice something. A lot of times when we come into God's presence, I feel like we come into God's presence without, with, with not the right spirit. We come into God's presence because we are God's children and we are covered in the blood of Jesus. But I think we come into God's presence with a casualness that does not befit who God is. There's a a verse in the Bible that says, I will not offer to God something, anything that has not cost me something. God honors it, when we give something of a sacrifice to him. I think of, of the woman in the Bible, the widow, who had just a little bit of oil left. And of course, oil in the Old Testament represented uh, your, uh, what you ate and what you had to sustain yourself. And she had a little bit left. And a prophet comes to her and says, look, if you'll use that last bit, if you'll sacrifice that last bit of oil and make me a meal, We'll see what God does. And she had the faith to believe and she sacrificed that last bit of oil and what did God do? That thing that was most precious to her because she thought that her and her son were going to die. But she gave that that last bit, that costly bit, she gave back to God and God honored that. In Hebrews it says, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. God doesn't ask us to kill an animal anymore, to clothe ourselves with the skin of an animal. He's made that sacrifice through his son when he did not stay his hand against Jesus. But what he does ask us to sacrifice, to offer to him is our praise. Our praise to him. I think about 2015, and in some ways I'm so glad it's over, and I think of the times when I was disappointed, or life was disrupted, all the different things that happened to us in the course of a year, and what God is looking for me during these times are, is the fruit of my lips. Am I gonna honor him with praise when, I, when things aren't going the way I think they should go? Am I gonna honor him, am I gonna sacrifice my feelings and say, but God, you are worthy of this. This is the sacrifice of praise. This is what he's looking for. Worship is an act of faith. Man, Abraham did not know the rest of the story. It was an action and an act of faith. I love how he told the servant, stay here, we're gonna go a little farther and we're gonna worship and we are coming back to you. Abraham trusted God to the point that he didn't know what God was gonna do but he knew that God was gonna fulfill his promise and some of you have promises from God that have not come to pass yet and you need to know God as Jehovah Jireh. He will provide for this promise. He will provide for my family. He will provide for my emotions. He will provide for my security. He will provide. He'll make that way when I don't see a way, but I trust him and I know he will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He will provide and Abraham does this act as an act of faith. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him, who had received God's promise and was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. In a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Without faith, it is impossible. That means it is not possible to be pleasing to God if you don't have faith. And faith in what? First, faith that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him earnestly faith because we can't believe we can't see him you know when you when you pray with someone at work for those of you that are allowed to do that now if you pray with someone at work that's faith not just that the prayer will be answered but faith to say i believe that there is a god who is he is he exists He is out there. He is in here. He is working among the sons of men. He is taking this prayer of faith and he is going to do a mighty work in that. Faith to believe that he is and then faith to believe that he rewards you when you seek him. That he rewards you. He will reward you for seeking him well I'm not sure that lines up with my theology well that's what it says and it takes faith to believe that he will reward you when you seek him in that way worship is rooted in reverence and the angel of the Lord said do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son your only son from me Let all the earth fear, reverence, honor, stand in awe of the Lord. All the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Isaiah says, who has measured the waters in the hollows of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Do you know how many billions of galaxies they say there is now in space? And of course, we know it's ever expanding. Now they say there's around 500 billion galaxies, and each galaxy has billions of stars. But Isaiah said he's marked that off with the span of his hand. And if when we don't take time, to reverence, to honor, to think about God, to meditate. Sometimes, um, we live out in the country, most of you know that, and so sometimes if I'm going through something really difficult, I should do this more often, I don't know why I have to say uncle before I'll do this, but I'll go outside, and we can see the stars where we live, and I'll go outside and I'll just sit. I'll just sit. The silence like a blanket around you. And you just be still. You know how hard it is to focus on God for any length of time? (laughs) You know, you start praying, you start worshiping God, and two minutes later your mind is, zing, oh, I gotta go do that tomorrow. Okay, no, I'm focusing on God. A minute passes. Zing, I gotta, I gotta, But when it's a problem, man, I can focus down on that problem and I can worry about that problem for an hour. An hour's gone by and I'm stewing about a situation. My brothers and my sisters, pray for me. That should not be. So I'll go outside in this silence and I'll reorient myself to who God is. How great How majestic. And we think about the galaxies. Well, then think of the reverse. Think about all the invisible things that we can't see, that he's created everything. Because when we don't have an awe of God, a proper alignment of who God is, guess who we put in that place? Guess who gets stuffed in that hole? I get stuffed in that hole and I become the center of everything. And there's not another story more important than my story. There's not another problem bigger than the problem I have when I don't have that perspective of who God is. And getting that perspective makes me go, ah, that's right. Not my will, your will. This is about doing your will. This is about who you are. This isn't about me. The universe doesn't owe me anything. God, this is about you. This is about who you are. And just reorienting my mind and my spirit and my emotions and my will to the majesty, to the awe that is God. Worship is rooted in reverence for who he is, and what he is, and what he's doing on the earth. And the last one before you worship, it's offering ourselves. One of the things I love about this story is Isaac. Now, when I was growing up in Sunday school, and I would see pictures of this story, of course, this is one in the, the picture books in the Bible, and Isaac was always a lad, a young boy, you know, seven, eight, maybe 10, And of course, the story's shocking no matter what age you are. But actually, uh, there's a a respected historian called Josephus. And he says that Isaac was actually about 25 years old. And some other historians say he was closer to 30. But the point is, he was big enough to carry the wood for the burnt offering. He was a man. What difference does that make? We'll read the verse again. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire in his hand and a knife. The two of them went together. The point is, at any time during this journey, during the time when Abraham said, Isaac, I need you. I need you to lay down. God's going to provide what we need to make a sacrifice that pleases him. At any point, Isaac could have said, you know what, thank you, but no thank you. Isaac was a man. He could have said, dad, I love God, and I love you, but I am not doing this. And Isaac didn't do that. Isaac took the wood on his shoulders, and he carried it, and he was willing to be obedient to his father, even if it meant death. Does that remind you of someone else, obedience to the Father. And Isaac is the one in this story that is so striking to me, because he was willing to submit everything to God at his Father's word. I'm gonna have the band come out. We're gonna, and if you'll stand with me, please. I told you this would be short, but we're gonna spend some time worshiping. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because of God's mercy to us, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. He doesn't want us dead on an altar. He wants us alive and breathing and everywhere we go imparting the fragrance of Christ to those who are lost. He wants us alive to testify, to witness us to his greatness and his goodness and his mercy and his compassion. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable Pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. This is an act of worship to me that you offer yourself. You lay your own desires down. You lay the thing that is the most beloved to you. You offer that back to God and you trust God. You trust God. You trust God to resurrect it, to make it into something beautiful. To bring that missing piece. Do you think there's just something. I, something is stopping the fullness of God in my life. What is standing between you and God? What is in your heart that is more valuable than God? God said I'll have nothing. Nothing else is going to be between me and you. I, won't, I, I cannot be second. I will not be second. And until we understand that. Until we place every person, everything, every desire, every dream, every fantasy, every longing right there. There will always be something outside your grasp. I can't quite get my hand on it. God said, don't have anything before me. Who am I? I'm the great and magnificent one. So we're going to take some time, and we're going to allow the Lord show us is there someone, is there something that is in the place of where he should be? We're going to let him touch us. We're going to let him forgive us. We're going to let him resurrect those things. And so for those of you that would like to, I invite you to come forward and we're going to have a time of worship. I love how it says that Abraham carried the fire with him. Abraham carried that Passion to obey God no matter what it was going to cost. He carried that with him passion for God Isaac had the obedience to submit Everything to the father No matter what it cost I'm looking for that God in 2016. This is what we want We can't tell others about Christ when you're not on the throne of our heart because it's not important to us We'll only care about us Father, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice in faith, in obedience, in Jesus' name, Pastor.
1: One glimpse of you, all along. You made a way, a bit boldly calm I won't delay, restrained by none Just to catch, one glimpse of you Oh Lord I want to see